I follow political cartoons around the globe to find out how other countries are interpreting and talking about news. And that's how I came across Omid Mamarian. He's an Iranian journalist and blogger who was arrested in 2004 and spent 55 days in prison, mostly in solitary confinement, where he was subjected to repeated torture. International pressure forced Mamarian's release, and he now lives in the U.S. Mamarian has a new book called Sketches of Iran. It explores human rights issues in Iran through political cartoons. Cartoons have a very permanent effect in people's mind. It's a great medium to communicate a message with people. In recent years, cartoons and their messages have really irked Iranian authorities. Many of the cartoons in Memarian's book are by Iranian cartoonists who are now in exile. Like him, they were intimidated, arrested, and in some cases tortured. Memarian says the crackdown on cartoonists coincided with the rise of social media. The current government has become more vigilant about the role of media, the role of journalists, cartoonists, bloggers, and they have come to this understanding how the Internet works. Ten years ago, they didn't have any idea of the significance of the Internet. They have come to this understanding that, you know, Internet is important, social media is very important, and that's why I think the crackdown has become more severe over the past few years because they want to also control the Internet and the media online. Now, you feature the work of cartoonists still in Iran. They still are cartooning. How do they get around the constraints of working there? They are in a very delicate situation. They have to do their work. At the same time, they have to communicate with people and talk about the issues that the society is facing. So their language, I think, um, has changed. Uh, is more ambiguous, and you have to read between the lines. You have to explore the cartoon. You have to be imaginative to capture the meaning of the cartoon. So if you live there, you get the message. If you don't live there and know about what's happening in Iran, you get the message. You see what the cartoonist is saying. Has cartooning been a big part of the Iranian press? Actually, it's very interesting. Uh, when I came here, to the States in 2005, um, I, I see that many newspapers do not have a daily cartoon, for example. But in Iran, major publications, major newspapers, they have a cartoon, a, a daily cartoon. So cartoons are a very important component of newspapers in Iran. And people really like look into those cartoons. I remember, you know, my father, who is a, just a regular newspaper reader, one of the first things, you know, he, 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 he loved to see in the newspaper when he bought was to see the cartoon of the day. So it shows how cartoonists are close to people and how people care about what they do. You know, I discovered Iranian political cartoons in the Persian language press. And until recently, I wasn't able to get them translated. And what's interesting is to an English-language news outlet, you discover these other language presses, and it's like a gold mine. Oh, my gosh, there's this whole other conversation going on about Iran that we don't really know about. What are the issues that get discussed in the Persian-language press that you just don't see in the American mainstream press? Overall, the major issues that are discussed in the Western media, particularly in the U.S., um, we see just discussions about Iran's nuclear program, or uh, crazy things that uh, President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad says, or the uh, the other Ayatollahs. But um, there's a life going on in, in Iran. It's a very vibrant society. 
Ayatollahs run the country in Iran, and um, it's a religious society to a large extent. People are, are forced to have hijab, cover their hair and, and, and their bodies, I mean, women. And uh, at the same time, we see that three decades after the revolution and Islamic revolution, people are trying to be different. And the way people dress up in Tehran or other cities, the way people, the music they listen to, the movies they, they watch, uh, I think it shows it's, it's, it's far from what the authorities expected people to do. So we see a very wide um, gap between the people and the state. So I think those phenomena, I, I don't see those kind of issues uh, very much reflected in the Western media. I'm curious, do the exile Iranian cartoonists and the Iranian cartoonists in Iran, are they in conversation? Are they, because of the web and the Internet, can these groups kind of be in touch in a way they couldn't before? I think the impact of the Internet is phenomenal. Many of the cartoonists who left Iran they put their works online and uh, via Facebook, via Twitter, via different websites that have been launched over the past years out of Iran, they basically present their work and people see and comment and share it on Facebook. And, you know, and, and so you see there is a very alive communication between inside Iran and out of Iran. That's why these cartoonists continue to work. That's why these cartoonists find encouragement to pursue what they were doing in Iran in exile. And that's why their work is still strong and is still a part of the conversation, general conversation, social conversation in Iran. Omid Bimarian's new book is called Sketches of Iran. It's a collection of cartoons and essays about Iranians who've been persecuted for trying to express themselves. I've also put together a slideshow of recent Iranian political cartoons, including one of my favorites. It shows an Iranian couple trying to kiss on Valentine's Day, while a revolutionary guard tries in vain to intervene. You can see it at theworld.org.